0: Welcome to the podcast everyone, I'm Burns Hargis. The opportunity a university has to shape the future of its students doesn't stop in the classroom. For most students, going to college is the first time they've lived away from home. It's a critical stage in their life. That's where the Division of Student Affairs comes in. Its role is to help shape the student experience. At Oklahoma State University, Student Affairs includes campus housing, dining, health, and career services. Leading this vital work is today's guest, Dr. Doug Hallenbach, who became Oklahoma State's Vice President of Student Affairs earlier this year. We had three primary goals for our conversation with Dr. Hallenbach. First, I wanted you to get to know him. Second, I wanted students to hear what OSU has to offer, including steps they can take to get help if they're struggling in college. Those troubles could be financial, health-related, academic, or in some other area and finally we have important information for parents and now here's my interview with Doug Hallen back on the Inside OSU podcast
1: I was actually born in Ames, Iowa uh, my dad worked in uh, student housing there then we moved to Athens, Georgia uh, where he worked at the University of Georgia in student housing as the director of housing there and so Athens where I call home so that's where I grew up spent uh, my high school years there and then uh, decided uh, to go down to Georgia College, a little small school in Millersville, Georgia and uh, to go to school and uh, was pretty involved there got uh, was a psychology major uh, was a cheerleader, one of the first uh, co-ed, uh, cheerleading squads in the history no, of Georgia College. I was uh We're on gonna that. We're going to get you to do Yale here in just yep, a minute. Yep, that, uh, that would be outstanding. I'm retired, but uh, <laughs> I, could, I could do we it.
0: We'll make you jump yeah. to it. <laughs> so what happened? Anymore. What'd you get a degree in? My Psych- degree in psychology. Psychology, yep. and then what happened?
1: Yep. Well, and, uh, I was pretty involved uh, as a, in a fraternity, and then I was an RA, and I thought I wanted to be a counselor, and uh, about my senior year, I decided I didn't. Uh, my dad said, well, why don't you think about student affairs work? And... Uh, I said, well, that makes sense. So went to Mississippi State, got my master's degree in uh, student development and worked as a hall director there and then spent a couple of years at the University of Florida and then came here in 1996, came out here and just fell in love with the place and uh, got my doctorate while I was here. Two of my children were born in Stillwater Medical. And, uh, so
0: you were, and what were you doing here at, at OSU in
1: those yeah. days? I was a Assistant Director for Residential Life. Did you go from here to Clemson? Or met, I, went, just, I went here for, from here to Southern Methodist University in Dallas yeah. as a Director of Housing and was there for four years. I got a chance to go back to Clemson as an Executive Director of Housing,
0: and you were there how many years
1: I was there 12 so wow, 12 years. about uh, five is the uh, executive director of housing and the rest is the associate vice president senior associate vice president so their colors are orange as well. they, they are they are they are okay. and they they, uh, they care a little bit about athletics there too and a good land-grant institution like we are
0: just to summarize for our mm-hmm. listeners kind of what's under your bailiwick Mm -hmm. i mean you've really got a broad portfolio of responsibilities
1: you have to you know think about most things that uh, happen outside the classroom that affect the student experience so housing uh, dining the student union student activities leadership programs student health services counseling intramural sports recreation all those uh, wellness programs all fall under underneath the umbrella
0: the Student affairs, student life outside the classroom mm-hmm. has a lot to do with what goes on inside the classroom, it does. especially in the yep. area of retention. Yep. It?
1: it does. It does. And what we try to do within student affairs is take the, the things that students are learning in the classroom, uh, help them apply those to real-life settings in any number of ways. It could be an outdoor adventure trip. It could be in a residence hall, student organization, and to really uh, supplement uh, the in-class learning. Uh, with with out-of-class experiences that really kind of bolster up uh, what they're doing
0: well often uh, you're gonna you're gonna see a student struggling before mm-hmm. anybody yeah. else does well exactly And, and what happens when, if you if mm-hmm. you observe that yeah
1: well you know a lot of times we'll have it could be a student staff member in the residence life program or one of our advisors or we'll see that student and first of all talk to them, ask them how they're doing what's going on and then depending on what the answer is we might take them over to the counseling center might uh, connect them with a student organization that they're interested in might connect them uh, with an intramural sports or club team that they could be a part of so, a lot of
0: times though it's financial isn't it?
1: a lot of times it can be it can be the students are struggling uh, you know, we have students uh, that have food insecurity issues don't know where their next meal's coming from we've had students uh, that don't want to go home during the breaks because uh, they don't have a home to go home to and so we'll connect them to resources, either financial aid, or if we can provide assistance through through my office, we have funds that we can give emergency funds to students to help them kind of get over the hump. Doug,
0: what, what would you uh, say is the number one goal mm-hmm. of Student Affairs? Yeah.
1: I think our number one goal is to, is to connect students uh, to their peers, uh, to staff, faculty, but also the institution, and that uh, when we think about uh, the importance of this time in a student's life, it's really that emotional connection that they have uh, to the institution that I think we play a vital role in a lot of different ways in, in connecting the students.
0: The, uh, what, what are some of the biggest challenges mm-hmm. that uh, you see here?
1: I think the biggest challenge from the student population is, and this is a national trend, the rise of mental health and mental health uh, concerns and really anxiety and depression rates. I hear that everywhere I go from presidents around the country. Yeah, it's a a huge issue. A lot of uh, factors that go into that. Uh, Partly it is a lot of the support services in high schools that students before would never have gotten to college that have some of these struggles. Uh, And then social media plays a role into it. Uh, The pressure, of just the national conversation of of, uh, the economy or the culture all kind of drive to, I think, the rise in anxiety uh, rates. So that's one and of the Staffing biggest.
0: up to deal with that's a real challenge, isn't it?
1: it? It is. And so the key is trying to figure out, not only from a, a counselor standpoint, making sure we have enough counselors and, and a variety of different options, uh, but it's also looking at some of the root causes. So you know, really focusing a lot on students' sleep, trying to get them to sleep better, trying to get them to eat better and exercise more. Uh, and if we can do those things, we believe it will just naturally drive down some of those, some of those rates.
0: Yeah, getting them to go to class is a pretty good Yeah, that helps as well, yeah. yeah. Because a lot of these students, of course, show up here, mm-hmm. and they, their mom or dad have been mm-hmm. waking them up every, morning, every and, morning and pushing them to get yep. ready to go to school. Yep. That isn't happening it now. Isn't,
1: not, not at all. And, you know, over the last 10 to 15 years in, in public schools, not only do they wake them up, but they can check their grades daily. They can be the ones that, you know, say, hey, you got a test coming up, you got a paper coming up. And students haven't had to have that responsibility as much now. And so part of what yeah. we do is try to ask them those questions as well. What are you doing? Well, you just did, time know? management.
0: Yeah, well, figuring yeah. out how to get yeah. it all in is uh, is a real challenge for a lot of students. It, it is.
1: And, and balancing that out and what's, uh, what's necessary for them to do, what do they like to do, and uh, what can they give up doing.
0: What are some of the common misconceptions that mm-hmm. parents have when their student goes off to college? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Well, th- there's a couple. One, I, I think... Parents, I think, misperceive the amount of time that students have. I think they feel like sometimes they have less time than they do. Uh, so we encourage students to have part-time jobs, and parents go, but well, they don't have time to. They have more free time than than they know. And so I think that's one. And I think the other misperception is that we're not uh, we're not in high school, and so we don't uh, we don't respond to the parents the same way, and we don't provide the same level of information. Uh, and so when they drop their student off, sometimes they want us. Uh, to uh, uh, to be responsible for every second of their students' path yeah. and, and and well, we there's don't. the
0: so-called FERPA uh, law that yep. keeps you from t- unless the the student signs a waiver exactly you can't tell the parents the grades e-
1: exactly. In fact, when I was here in my first tenure, I used to give a lot of orientation speeches, and parents one time asked me, "Well, what can we do to to get that done? Do we have to you know have a federal law?" And I said, "Well, yeah, you'd have to change the federal law because." Uh, we can't tell you these things, academic mm-hmm. things, because of that. Or the student can waive. They, or they wave can waive. Right. They sure can. Uh,
0: the other thing is on academics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think student affairs, mm-hmm. as we've discussed, have a lot of effect mm-hmm. on academics. Yeah. But uh, there's there's some uh, things that are going on, mm-hmm. uh, living learning communities mm-hmm. and the like, mm-hmm. that really do kind of directly mm-hmm. uh, deal with the academic side of the house.
1: It sure does, and and we have specifically specifically with our living learning communities within residential life, uh, direct connections where we provide a floor and and space and some oversight in terms of programs, but then directly connect back with our academic. Uh, and so, partners. what
0: what would be some examples of that?
1: Well, we have a we have a program with a seat with engineering where we have some advising centers in the basement of Parker Hall, and so they're able to do some advising there. We have advisors they are student uh, peer advisors that are supervised uh, through the College of Engineering that live on the floor and also work with the students. So everybody
0: there is an engineering major? Everybody's an engineering major. Yeah. Are there others like that?
1: We have the honors building Stout Hall, which actually my daughter uh, lived in, which is a direct connection with uh, the honors program, and um, uh, Dean Garbutt is is actively engaged In the community has cookie and cookie and tea and he and his wife do with the residents on a on a weekly basis uh, as well
0: what piece of advice do you have for parents who Mm -hmm. drop their students off Uh,
1: really uh, uh, really two things one uh, short term the short term is drop them off and leave go home (laughs) let their student do what they need to do navigate the experience themselves first you know don't be the, the don't make the call first let the student handle Uh, Whatever issues or concerns that might uh, come up, they usually work those out pretty well. Uh, The second one, a little bit more tricky when I talk to parents, is that students' job when they come here is really to find themselves, find their passion, find their purpose. Uh, And sometimes that differs a little bit from the parent's passion or purpose that they have for their child. So being able to let their child be themselves and grow uh, into the person they're going to be. So
0: so the so-called helicopter approach is not not wise
1: it's not preferable uh, not at all it doesn't uh, doesn't help the students and it just uh it can get in the way and so what advice do you have for students mm-hmm. i yeah, i think for students it's to take full advantage of the college experience we have more opportunities for cultural activities sporting activities do something that pushes you outside of your comfort level and explore all the different aspects uh, that we have go uh, take a different class as an elective than your major go to a different uh, event uh, join a club or organization that's different than you thought you'd ever join uh, and then the other thing that we try to tell them early and often is in the first three or four weeks uh, go by and see your faculty member during their office hours if you don't have a question make up a question uh, <laughs> to help demystify that that process yeah
0: yeah I, I i often tell students that uh and parents what goes on inside the classroom yeah. is critical Yeah. But what goes on outside yeah. is, uh, is pretty critical. Yeah. And uh, there was a recent study from Stanford that uh, found that uh, students that were engaged, kind of didn't matter where they went to school, yeah. Yeah. didn't matter what they yeah. majored in, yeah. if they were engaged on campus, mm-hmm. they're more financially successful
1: yeah. uh, than students that weren't. Yep. yep. They learn a lot of different skills that help support, them, like how to be a part of a team, how to be part of a group, how to interact with people that are different than themselves, all that a lot of that happens outside outside of the classroom and we find that students the same similar that if they're engaged about five activities within the first three or four weeks regardless of what they are they're going to be retained at a higher level they're going to graduate at higher rates and have better GPAs. yeah what uh, what
0: would you put at the top that tells mm-hmm. students to put at the top of their to-do list
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think going back to to find find their place so get out and meet their uh, residents on their floor, get to know their RA, go out and be involved in a club, uh, organization, pay attention to, uh, especially the first three or four weeks, pay attention to faculty office hours, go to class, uh, ask questions like that.
0: What about for students that are in the Greek system?
1: Mm -hmm. I I would have them do the same same things. I think the Greek system is a tremendous uh, benefit uh, to Oklahoma State and to a student's path. Uh, but it's important that that's not the only thing that they know, uh, that they mm-hmm. engaged in the Greek system, but they're also getting out and, and meeting other people.
0: You know, there's another, another area I've, I've observed that I think mm-hmm. uh, students could really benefit mm-hmm. from. Uh, we know they would benefit from studying abroad, yeah. but there's uh, some somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,000 international mm-hmm. students on mm-hmm. campus here oh, yeah. at Oklahoma State. Yeah. And uh, it's a tremendous opportunity mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Uh, students, United States students, to get acquainted with those people because they're going to be dealing, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with people in Beijing Mm -hmm. like we do in Cushing. I mean, it's uh, going to be a very small world that's going to shrink, but I don't really see our students Mm -hmm. taking advantage Mm -hmm. of that opportunity Mm -hmm. to interact with the Mm -hmm. international students. What do we do about that?
1: Well, I think part of it would be, you know, make sure that we're setting up some intentional uh, programs that, that put uh, international and domestic students uh, together just to have conversations. We have a tremendous opportunity in the Colvin Center with intramural sports uh, to develop a, a different uh, cricket, for an example, mm-hmm. or soccer, or the, some of those sports that are somewhat either not known here or kind of big here but are huge in other parts of the world that we really can connect international and domestic students.
0: It's important that all our students know that they have a support system here at Oklahoma State. If you feel overwhelmed with a personal problem, financial issues, or classroom troubles, you need to know that you are not alone. Student Affairs is here to help. Go to studentaffairs.okstate.edu for a list of departments and resources. And that's the Inside OSU podcast for this week. Until next time, I'm Burns Hargis. Thank you for subscribing
1: and for listening.